You know, I remember as uh, being in high school and, and talking and being around entrepreneurs and I was always interested in entrepreneurship. And I didn't go that route. So I went into the corporate America and, and um, you know, those things that you don't want to do or, um, you know, you've got compliance and you've got your bosses. And, you know, that was so attractive when I started my own thing that, that uh, to a certain, to a higher degree, you can choose what what you want to do and what you're passionate about, right? What you build, how you build it, the people you surround around you, things like that. Welcome to the Meaningful Work Podcast, your source for ideas, inspiration, and tools for unleashing your best, most fulfilling work yet. Now, your host, Josh Schneider. Yes, welcome to the show today. Today's guest is Clint St. Mosley. And he is a proud owner of a state farm agency. Now, we're going to unpack a little bit of his path, but the reason why I wanted Clint on the show was because this man thinks and lives deeply. We, we met, uh, we used to live in the same neighborhood, and just getting around him in social settings, you could sense a depth and a level of thought about how he chooses to operate. Now, might be a little illogical. He's a Buffalo Bills fan. We'll pray for him later, but I'm excited, Clint, to have you on to to just get some insight for how you process, how you think, how you overcome obstacles, how you stay focused. I mean, you've got a, a wife, you've got twin boys, you've got a business, and I'm excited to get into this Welcome to the show, Clint St. Mosley. How are you, sir? I am doing wonderful. How are you? Fantastic. Excited to have you here. Excited to learn and understand from your experience. Um, uh, I, you know, We are friends. I've known you. You are a man that has uh, depth to you on multiple facets. And so I'm excited to, to, a, to maybe get to explore a new part of you that I've not yet been able to learn, but also um, just kind of untangle some of the the tools or tactics or mindsets that you've used to truly step into um, and into the person that you've become. So uh, I'm going to kick us off with a, a grandiose question of this. When it comes to showing up every day to work, what's one of the tactics, what's one of the tools that you use or what's one of the triggers that you use to, to really stay locked in and to get focused? Wow. Um, I, I would say, you know, when I think about my day, it's, it's really about routine. Um, so I'm a creature of habit and, um, you know, I just, uh, just read not too long ago, miracle morning. So I, 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 I I'm a miracle morning er, I don't know what the, the title is, but so it really just, uh, I like to have routine. I like to have uh, things that I do. So I do Miracle Morning every morning. You know, when I get in the office, I, I try to knock out a couple things. Uh, again, you know, you and I have talked about Eat That Frog. So, you know, my office opens at 9 and by 10, I want to have my frog eaten. Um, so I, I just try to be, you know, routine. And then, you know, I, I think the second part would be just, uh, um, just trying to align my day with my passions. Mm. Try to do the most things I can to fill my bucket and to, to be, be aligned to my passions. And, uh, so, and then I try to, to give the rest, you know, to, to my team and those that support me. 
So talk to me about that aligning of your passions, because clearly not all day is, is filled with passion filled tasks. So what is that? What does that look like practically or just in, in theory of kind of how you stay engaged or motivated? Yeah, so I, I would tell you my my goal, um, and I try to keep it simple, is to empower the potential in others. All right, so I do that two ways. So my passion is uh, is to help my team. So I have a team, uh, you know, as a as an insurance agent, I have a team of a couple uh, sales team members and a couple service team members. So what I try to do is is to fill my day. Um, a third of the time, I want to to try to empower my team. Uh, work with them to be better salespeople, better people, develop their 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 passions. Um, the second third of my day is to to help customers, so empower empower customers. And then thirdly is that other bucket that no one likes. It's just the running of the business, paying the bills, answering emails, um, things like that. So I think when when I try to look at alignment, I try to focus my day on on how do I empower the potential in others both my team, myself, and, and customers. So in terms of those tasks that are the easiest to push and those things that are easiest to, to get off of your plate, um, how do you balance those between the easy things and the hard things and, and doing the, the aligning these passion-filled tasks that you actually want to step into? Yeah, good question. I, I, think, I think you knock out the – I try to balance some of the quick – five minute wins, right? I'm a checklist guy. So if I come in and have 10 things on my list, if I could knock three of them out that uh, are pretty quick, then I start to build that momentum, right? So my day, I'm starting to get jazzed up. I'm I'm getting higher energy. And then I try to tackle those things that I just want to push off, whether it's a a system I don't like, you know, that I have to log into and work in, um, a call I I don't really want to make. Things like that. So I try to hit the quick hitters and then the, the things that I just uh, am dreading. And so some people could say, well, Clint, you own your own business. Uh, this is easy for you. Like everything is fun. Everything is exciting. But um, clearly not everything that you're doing, like, like you just said, I have to log into the system and, and do this thing that I don't want to do. And I, I know based on human nature that just because you eventually started your own thing. You didn't, you weren't always an entrepreneur, but when you started your own thing, that mindset of, Oh, I've got to do this thing that I didn't want to do. Didn't just happen. Um, if you could go back, I don't know, five, 10, 20, whatever, how many years, um, is there a job or a role or, um, uh, an influence that if you could start to think back became pivotal in, in that mindset and that, and that ability to, to be disciplined enough to do that thing you don't want to do. Um, a, a, any insight that you could provide in, into when that, that turning point or when that, that strength started getting flexed? You know, I remember as uh, being in high school and, and talking and being around entrepreneurs and I was always interested in entrepreneurship and I didn't go that route. So I went into the corporate America and, and, um, you know, those things that you don't want to do or, um, you know, you've got compliance and you've got your bosses. And, you know, that was so attractive when I started my own thing that that uh, to a certain to a higher degree, you can choose what what you want to do and what you're passionate about. Right. What you build, how you build it, the people you surround around you, things like that. 
you know, I still, as, a, as in insurance, it's a highly regulated industry. So, so a lot of compliance, a lot of things that I don't have a choice. But what I do have a choice about, and, and I think that the influence has been seeing other entrepreneurs, uh, teams they've built. And, um, and thinking back to one influence, I don't know that something stands out, but I think just always being attracted at a young age of entrepreneurs and, and the, the, the flexibility they had. Um, you know, again, I don't think, I think that's the one misnomer is it's not less work right? Most of us entrepreneurs, most of us uh, business owners, you know, we may work 80, 100 hours a week, but it's fun. It's what we want to do. There's a bigger uh, reward for that. So I, I think that it's, um, you know, it's, there's always things that you're not going to want to do, compliance uh, systems, whatever the things are. But I think seeing that, uh, that you can kind of have a bigger control is what always attracted me to entrepreneurship, if that makes sense. No, it does. And, and, it's funny because as you get more control and in a lot of ways you you lose control because every every moment or every seed that you plant has the ability to to give you incredible upside and and i you know i think human nature in a lot of ways is driven um, is driven two ways either they're driven to the need for for safety and to be risk adverse or they're driven by the the ability to have something more, um, and one of those two does not come without the other. Um, and <laughs> oddly, you're you're in a in a situation where you show up every day trying to go get more in a risk adverse uh, space. But um, uh, one of the things that would be interesting is what are one of the greatest challenges or obstacles or barriers that you've that you faced in the last 12 months um, that, that maybe you didn't anticipate and, and, and kind of walk us through that experience. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I would think uh, in the past 12 months, there, there's been two really big ones. So in, in, in insurance in Michigan, we're going through a state um, where the laws are changing. So at a, you know, at a, at a, at a statewide level, the, the laws are going to change. So um, what we're doing is trying to reach out and be proactive with our customers, right? Even though this law passed last year, um, <clears throat> doesn't take effect till July 2nd. So we're very relationship driven. We like to meet with people and that's the goal is to meet and talk to them, talk to them about, about those risks, about what's changing and what their options are. So we were working on that. And again, you know, you said something earlier, people, you know, even though we're trying to meet with them, they've got busy lives and they're like, well, hey, that's not changing until July, right? And then, and then a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, here comes COVID-19, right? So we are already up against an obstacle and trying to meet with people. And, um, and, then, and then that hits, right? So we're already trying to meet with people. They were, they were kind of delaying us. They were procrastinating. And, um, and then COVID-19 hit. So that's, you know, now it's set us back even more. So that's the biggest obstacle we're working with. But I think that's what's great about entrepreneurship and that's what's great about innovation, right? Is like, what do you do, right? When, mm. when you get a brick wall, um, how much do you really want something, right? How, how, do, how much do I really want to meet with them? How much do I want to connect with them? Mm. And it's still the same. So we're not doing face-to-face, -face, but I'm calling people and, and having meetings over the phone, right? We're using technology like everyone is. And, you know, uh, it's just amazing to see how, uh, Zoom and some of these technologies have blown up even more so over the past couple of weeks. I, I think it's just, you know, the, the challenges we're having is we're very relationship driven. 
State Farm and, and my office is a very relationship driven uh, team and, and we're trying to connect with people and uh, it's just been difficult to do because of their busy lives and then yeah. COVID-19 and then quarantines and things like that. So it's, it, obviously you're trying to interact with people who are, I mean, general public in the, in this situation is there's something new that's coming down the line that they don't know. And then with COVID-19, obviously something that is unknown, but, but the ramifications are very clear. Um, when you, when you have like approached this problem and I, I'm just curious, are you the type of person that kind of, uh, you know, just, just kind of keeps pressing, 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 or are you the type of person that kind of takes a couple steps back, kind of figures out the situation, puts the problem in the incubator, puts it in the crock pot, lets it kind of simmer. And, uh, and, and then you're like, ah, that's the moment. And now I step forward. I would say I'm not an early adopter. Right. So if you think about a, a, a adoption, I, I am someone who sees the problem, tries to look around, look at my resources, look at my support. What are others doing? And then I try to be, um, you know, make a quick decision and, 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 and act. Right. Um, so whether it's closing the office or, or being virtually only with our team, um, you know, I'm not the first one to act, but I'm usually uh, looking at, hey, what are others doing? What are what are the resources? Um, so I probably let it simmer a little bit in the crock pot and then try to make a decision as quickly as possible. Earlier this week, I was on a call and, uh, and I'd never heard this quote from, from Jeff Bezos, but he said, um, uh, the, the next level of leaders are those who become masters of mid-course correction. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I think sometimes you never know the capacity that you have to, um, to, to, to become that person until it's almost thrust upon you. Uh, another thing from that call, and I want to I want to turn this into a question. Was it said um, we may be in a season where being flexible is too rigid, um, and it was saying that fluid is the new flexibility. Um, in terms of how you've you've operated over the last couple of weeks, um, you know what are what are some shifts or some changes, whether it's personally how you operate, what time you wake up, uh, what, what plan you operate? Like, have you really stuck to the same routine, the same process as much as you can? Or have you realized or seen, you know, there is this, this box of, of mystery that's unfolding in front of me and I'm going to utilize this in, in a different capacity or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of this to my advantage? Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question in, in the sense that, um, you know, what, what comes to mind is that there were things that, as our industry, we thought we could never do, right? We have a lot of people who still pay cash. We're not taking cash payments, right? So I know that- uh, People pay their bill with cash? Yeah, no you way. Know, think, about, think about all the dynamics. You know, we think about, we know what we know, right? I've never paid cash for- I barely keep cash in my wallet. So don't go. I'm like, why doesn't the valet me, right? tip take credit card? Like, you know, I throw right. you a few more. Yeah. Can I, can I Venmo you talk about right, money, right? Right. So, you know, it's uh, we still have a large population and a large demographic that pays their bills in cash. And it's, it's also beautiful because you get to see these customers monthly, right? This is a very old school mentality. And I get to see my customers and how you doing, how are things going? Um, but you know, when you say, um, 
fluidity and flexibility and all these things that we 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 don't know what we can do. So I'll go back. I I think you know this, but I spent a couple of years at a startup company called MomSource Network, and uh, what we were doing was advocating for flexible employment. And a part of that, some of it is work from home, some of it is uh, job sharing, all these kind of types that give people flexibility. And uh, so we were for years challenging people on on you know work environments and work from home and teleconferencing and uh, they didn't want to do it right so it wasn't that they couldn't do it they didn't want to do it now they have to do it and they are doing it so it's amazing to think how I hear a lot of people saying right now um, you know we may never be normal again and what they're saying is it, it it may have permanently changed how we work how we interact all these societal things I think it's a really interesting moment that um, that you talk about fluid, you know, fluidity. So when it comes to new normal, um, and this is very much a leading question because I'm I'm personally interested because this 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 time is upon us, and I am on the road all the time. Um, rarely do I feel like you know I'm home maybe three four nights a week total, and obviously that that takes tolls in some other ways. And so this has been. Um, in a lot of ways, a, a blessing for me to get to slow down. The workload still seems hectic and heavy, um, but my commute time is now 19 seconds up the stairs, which I'm working to get that to 15 seconds, all right? right. Like, <laughs> how many push-ups can I do before I leave the end of the day so I can hit the stairs faster? Um, but I viewed this time as a way to kind of... Uh, maybe destroy all of the routines and habits and patterns that I've had up to this point and said, when in life do you have this opportunity to kind of take a time out in business? When can you really take it? I mean, you can take some weekends, a week, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, when do you have this opportunity? So I'm curious for you, you kind of said new normal. Um, what do you either, what are you thinking about or what do you want to maybe be something that, that comes out of this, that maybe is uh, a, a new way of operating for you, a new process, a new way of thinking, or just a new way of doing business. So I'm really, I'm, I'm leading this cause I, I, it's something I'm thinking a lot about personally, but I'm, I'm also intrigued when you, when you think of new normal, what does it mean to, to, to Clint? You know, I, I think about my team, I think about, uh, you know, we, we have continued to be what I would say successful in these past few weeks. And um, we never planned for this. We, you know, it was never a design. So I, I think, you know, it challenges you to what does your team look like? What does your footprint look like? Do I need this office? Do I need this big of an office? Um, what do they want? You know, I think that's one of the things I always come back to. And even when we were going through this um, before the quarantine, when it was an option to keep the office open, I, you know, I try to really involve my team in decisions. So talking to them about, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to work from home? And at first they didn't. They just wanted to, to maintain it. And then as things started to escalate, they, they wanted to work from home for safety, right? And, um, but then the question is, is are we still going to be successful? And um, so I, I think as it looks to the future, I think we continue to challenge what that looks like. Um, and then for me personally, uh, my wife's in healthcare, and um, you know when this all started, we didn't know what that was going to look like. We didn't know what daycare was going to look like. Um, I think we'll all be more, even more of planners after this. You know, contingency mm. plans. 
Um, I, I personally think that's going to be our family and, and our friends and, and most of the people uh, out there. I think that you'll, you'll just take a time to, we don't know what the next COVID-19 is going to be, right? Yeah. Um, but how do you prepare, um, prepare for it? And um, as an industry, how do we prepare for things? That's good. Challenges allow you to ask, what do you want? I think that right there is is such a quintessential mindset. Um, without this challenge, without these these things almost being uh, put upon us, it's very easy for us to move forward asking, what do I want? And yeah, we're thinking about our people. We're thinking, how do we lead? How do we get the best out of people? How do we structure an environment so they can show up and do their best work? But uh, I love that. Challenges allow you to ask, what do you want? So Clint, so grateful for your time that you could come on today and uh, and just share some insights in in how you've gone from from this transition and just some of the the new things that you've been thinking about and obviously we are uh, we are all figuring this out and so it'll be exciting to to have have you on again in six months and 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 reflect back on some of the learnings and and really dive a little bit deeper. So Clint, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next time. All right, take care.